sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to a Wednesday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the SportsGrid Network, I am Ben Stevens. A Wednesday with postseason basketball action in the early beginnings of a Major League Baseball season as well. We get to everything you need to know from the play-in tournament action last night in Brooklyn and in Minnesota. And we look forward to more play-in tournament games Tonight, to decipher how the NBA playoffs is going to look in just a couple of days by the time we get to the weekend. Helping me to do that in these opening few segments of this opening hour of the morning after on a Wednesday, it is our guy, Joe Ranieri, from all across the Spiz Grizz Network, here to look at the postseason action around the association. JR, great to have you back on a Wednesday on the morning after. Isn't it a beautiful time of year here though Ben right it's spring you've got the MLB now underway we've got NBA playoffs uh the NHL playoffs will be here before you know it a little UFC we just had the Masters and do not forget this week guys we will have football to be betting on too with the return of the USFL so uh it is a glorious time to be a sports investor here uh across the country looking very forward to it my man The sports landscape never really stops. Even after March Madness concludes, Mm -hmm. we pick up now with Major League Baseball early on in its season and, of course, coming to the end of the NBA season, but just the very beginnings of the NBA postseason because playoff action technically in the play-in tournaments last night. We begin at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. The Nets start strong and then hold on late to knock off the Cleveland Cavaliers, 115 108. Joe, Brooklyn ended as a nine and a half point favorite. They do not cover the Nets. Not a good cover team at home when booked as a favorite this year. Now just 527 in one against the spread, but no matter for Brooklyn, who now heads into the Eastern Conference playoffs, clinching that number seven seed. Yeah, listen, Kyrie. Um Welcome, uh, welcome to the world of uh, Kyrie. Welcome uh, back to Brooklyn there, Kyrie. It was the Kyrie show, certainly early on. Mm. Uh, but I, if I'm a Brooklyn Nets backer, right, I'm, it got off. It could not have gotten any better, right? You dropped 40 in the first. You've got a 20-point a lead. And then that's it. Uh, you, you allowed Cleveland to get back into that game, guys. And uh, it was far from being a blowout outside of that first quarter. So while Kyrie was really good, the rest, uh, I, you know, this is going to be the downfall of the Nets, I think. Uh, their inability here to be able to lock some teams down and to be able to put them away. It's been a while since we've talked about Brooklyn putting a good team away. They had every opportunity to do it last night, and they let them in, and that's concerning, Ben. 
Joe, I think you bring up a great point because the line worked in Brooklyn's favor all afternoon long. Got to nine and a half when it opened around eight, eight and a hook. And it felt like the line was working there. And the Nets performance in the first quarter was Brooklyn's statement like, hey, now we're here in the postseason. We're going to show you why we were booked as a favorite to win the East all year long. And it looked like that early on in that opening stanza, especially because of Kyrie Irving. Hey, welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience. Quickly here in the opening hour of the morning after on this Wednesday, Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens. He is Joe Ranieri looking at the play-in tournament game in the Eastern Conference last night. The Brooklyn Nets knocking off the Cleveland Cavaliers by 7, 115-108. But Joe brought up the point. It seemed early on like Brooklyn was going to put away the Cavs early and often and easily cover a nine and a half point spread they allow them to get back into the game late in that second half and in the fourth quarter still holding on for a seven point victory but not covering as a nine and a half point favorite but it was Kyrie Irving early on Joe a perfect first half 10 of 10 from the floor ends the game with 34 points and 12 assists Kevin Durant also with a good game facilitating 11 assists and 25 points and Darius Garland on the other side 34 points so Cleveland awaits now the winner of tonight's game between the Atlanta Hawks and the Charlotte Hornets but Joe Brooklyn clinches that number seven seed in the Eastern Conference they get a first round matchup against the two seed the Boston Celtics and based on the win last night for the Nets their odds to win the East getting slightly better plus 330 entering last night's playing game now plus 290, only 60 cents behind the Milwaukee Bucks as the second best price to win the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Uh, I, I do not understand the best love. I get the Kyrie and I get the Durant guys. I, I get it, but uh, this is a marathon. It's like a whole nother season right now, and I am not sure they have enough on that team to be able to go to Boston and somehow win the best of a seven series. I I have my doubts with this Nets team. I get the the love, uh, but not my money, Ben. No way would I be uh, investing in that kind of chalkiness for a team that I don't think is going to make it uh, out of the uh, first round. The love for the Brooklyn Nets and the betting markets has been there literally all season long, dating back to before the year got underway. So the Cavs have a couple of days off. On Friday night, they will host the winner of tonight's play-in tournament game in the East. The Atlanta Hawks right now, a five-point home favorite against the Charlotte Hornets. Plenty to come from the play-in tournaments in the East, but we look at what happened out in the West in Minneapolis last night when we come back. Ooh. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So the Brooklyn Nets advance out of the Eastern Conference play-in tournament, clinch the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs in a first-round matchup against the Boston Celtics. Now to the West. We do that here on the morning after on a Wednesday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. Alongside Joe Ranieri, I am Ben Stevens. Last night in Minnesota, the Timberwolves, Joe, closed as a three-point home favorite against the Los Angeles Clippers. It's a line that worked really in both ways throughout the 48 hours leading up 
to this game. It got up to three and a half in favor of the T-Wolves. It got down to two and a half, the shortest spread we saw for any of the four play-in tournament matchups. But at the end of the day, Minnesota rallies in the fourth quarter, a 16-2 run in the final couple of minutes to put away the Los Angeles Clippers. The Timberwolves winning by a final score of 109-104, covering as that three-point home favorite. A total, Joe, that worked its way up to 231 stays way under. And for the T-Wolves, who have the highest over percentage, over 60% of their games hitting the over this year, a rare under. But both of those play-in tourney games last night stay under. Maybe that's playoff basketball in the NBA. It absolutely is. And uh, we're seeing that kind of reaction too, to, to the games here uh, tonight, which we'll get to. But yep. the Minnesota Timberwolves, thank goodness for uh, for Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell, because uh, mm. I believe there's a milk carton with Carl uh, Anthony Towns face on it uh, distributed in Minnesota because nobody knows where the hell he went. Uh, we're not even sure. Was he in the building? I'm not sure. I uh, got to call Jimmy Butler to find out. But the reality is uh, Patrick Beverly, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, when Carl Anthony Towns, who had owned, uh, you know, uh, the the Clippers to a certain extent, they don't really have anybody. It was a mismatch in the making, but he just could not get it done. Patrick Beverly gets three fouls in the like the first 12 minutes of the game. I'm going, what is what is going on? He ends up getting another technical two in the game, but he is proving to be, and then the Clippers notice all too well, he's quite the spark plug, especially for the fans and for the team at home. And he, along with Edwards and Russell, uh, just more firepower than what the Clippers were able to do. Wasn't a great first half, um, you know, for playoff P there. So uh, he did have uh, his 30 somewhat points, I believe, when it was all said and done, but it wasn't happening in the first half there for him. And uh, unfortunately, they're going to need to play a full game in order to be able to advance here coming up against either, uh, you know, New Orleans or uh, uh, or whoever uh, that uh, uh, San Antonio, which I'm laughing at because, quite honestly, who are those two teams going to be? Uh, but it's uh, impressive for Minnesota. Settle down on the celebration. A lot of basketball still to be played here. And good luck in Memphis. Yeah, playoff PA game high, 34 points, 6 of 12 from deep. Mr. June, Reggie Jackson trying to become Mr. April yeah. or Mr. May, also over his three-point prop of two and a half, something he does with quite frequency in the postseason as well, going three of six from deep last night. But you bring up Carl Anthony Towns, who fouled out with seven and a half minutes left in the game and only scored 11 points last night. The lady that glued herself on the floor meant spent more time out there than Carl Anthony Towns did last night for Minnesota, but it was Anthony Edwards stepping up in a big way, almost a coronation of sorts in that final quarter. He scored a team-high 30 points for Minnesota, 5 of 11 from deep, well over his points prop of 22.5, and, mm -hmm. and D'Angelo Russell adding 29 points as well. So a big win for Minnesota, covering as a three-point home favorite, snapping a five-game win streak for the Clippers, who won outright in two of their previous three games, booked as a dog entering last night. They will most likely be a favorite over both New Orleans or 
San Antonio, whoever ends up winning that game tonight in a play-in tournament in New Orleans. And this line working in the Pelicans' favor, Joe, it's now at six mm-hmm. on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Opened at five, got to five and a half last night, now at six, but that total that was at 227 overnight has worked its way down to 225, as you mentioned, a reflection of both games going well under last night in the play-in tournament. Yeah, no, and and listen, we get, here's what happens in the playoffs, guys, and we see it uh, every year, and the numbers bear it out. You get much shorter rotations. You get the five best players from both teams going extra minutes. So certainly from a prop betting perspective, look at Darius Garland last night. His point prop, 25, 25 and a half, and and he had that before the fourth, you know, he was just about there before the fourth quarter. Teams are going to go with their five best, period, uh, and they know what's at stake here. So you get a little more defense, uh, you get get the best players playing a little bit longer, and usually that tends to lead to uh, unders in spots here. And tonight's game is interesting, too, from a marketing, uh, from a market perspective here, Ben. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here. Everyone's acting as if New Orleans owns San Antonio this season. Um, they haven't. San Antonio has dominated New Orleans in New Orleans, by the way, this season. So I, I don't get the fascination with a New Orleans team where you tell me how healthy is Brandon Ingram. Because without a healthy mm. Brandon Ingram, you ain't beating San Antonio. You ain't beating anybody at this point. So too many question marks. You can't let CJ McCollum, what is this, Portland Part 2? Uh, You're going to expect him to do everything. Um, I don't buy it, man. I think there's a ton of value back in the Spurs in this one to get it done tonight. The book's expecting a big night from both C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram. 25 and a half is the points prop for C.J. 24 and a half, the points prop for B.I. We'll break down that game a little bit further later on on the morning after. But let's look also at what Minnesota has awaiting for them. They clinched the number seven seed in the Western Conference playoffs. They'll get a matchup against the upstart number two seed the Memphis Grizzlies, who are booked as a pretty substantial favorite, Joe, on the series price for this upcoming series against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minus 295, laying a game and a half on that series spread as well at minus 122. So although Minnesota celebrated last night, just their second playoff appearance since the 2004 season, they have a pretty tough draw here with the Memphis Grizzlies that I think are welcoming this 2-7 matchup to get them going here in the postseason. I, and yeah, no, I mean, congratulations. You know, you, you won the battle, you're going to lose the war here, guys. Let's be realistic. You're taking on a Memphis team uh, where if any game was to go, however many games they're going to go here, Ben, I would be shocked if anything lands under 235 uh, in this one here. We know Memphis can throw but I think the big difference between these two teams and you just alluded to it let's talk playoff experience between these two teams uh one team has it uh and real recently and the other team is celebrating a play-in victory uh that tells you everything you need to know here about what's going on I think uh Memphis is a team a lot of people believe if there's one uh if there's one dog to come out of the west and finally take down Phoenix it could very well be Memphis but Minnesota is not going to stand in the way of the Grizzlies trying to figure out if they can do that. So it's been a nice season. Uh, Congrats. Enjoy your celebration. Uh, Leave the glue at home. Nobody wants to be glued to a Minnesota Timberwolves game. Nobody, uh, including me. So uh, Memphis will make quick work of the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. 
And it's a good opening series for the Grizzlies. Obviously, you're not overlooking any opponent mm -hmm. as we get to the NBA postseason. But for the Grizzlies in this young core to try to establish themselves now in the playoffs, a good opening opportunity to do so. Five games and seven games, the shortest total games prices mm -hmm. on that FanDuel Sportsbook market right now, both at plus 200. But as we look at the Western Conference odds, it's the idea of can Memphis make this plus 550 mm. price, the third best price in the West, look better and better as we prolong throughout this postseason? Because that is the question about this Memphis Grizzlies team now. It's a record-breaking season in the regular season, the second best record in the NBA. Mm -hmm. But how will this young group perform now in the playoffs? Are they a year away or is this the team we can expect? We look at some series prices around the association up next on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Two teams in the NBA have punched their tickets out of the play-in tournament and into the playoffs. So now we look at some series prices around the association on a Wednesday on the morning after on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. All across the SportsGrid network as well. I am Ben Stevens alongside Joe Ranieri for a third consecutive segment. And Joe, let's begin in the Eastern Conference. A very intriguing first round matchup in the four five split the four seed the Philadelphia 76ers will host for the first couple of games the Toronto Raptors and the Sixers unsurprisingly are a favorite on that series price at minus 178 but let's draw our attention to the series spread Philly laying a game and a half but if you want to back the Sixers it's plus money at plus 124 in the shortest series total games in that market is seven games at plus 190. Might an upset be brewing here, Geronary, between the Sixers and the Toronto Raptors? Uh, listen, absolutely. It's the one uh, It's the one series here to open up that you have to look at and you have to go, not a great matchup here for the Philadelphia 76ers. They're going to be obviously an even shorter rotation. Uh, no more, uh, you know, no thigh ball there uh, when they go to Toronto. Um, so right. that's a that's a big adjustment. And we've seen the Raptors, you know, they have these ridiculously long and athletic wing players, guys all over the place. Scotty Barnes, Siakam, these these guys are no joke. Uh, Van Fleet plus. I mean, there's a couple of guys on that team that have the hardware. Uh, and keep that in mind. They know what this is going to be. And now Embiid is always a nightmare, but you want that. Right. Pick which game Harden's going to throw up all over himself because it's going to happen, and it's probably going to happen more than once. So uh, good luck trying to figure that out. To me, the underdog here is a is a better opportunity. I think has more value than backing the Sixers. Embiid is a monster. If Embiid mm. goes all out here and Embiid is you know Embiid is on his game, it's going to be tough for the Raptors. You got to like Philly, but it's not because of Harden. In fact. Harden, to me, is one of the reasons I would absolutely look the other way. Can't trust them 
I know the Raptors, you know, they got the guys with the hardware on there. They've got the head coach yeah. with the hardware uh, there. They know what it's going to take to be able to get past this series. And, oh, yeah, uh, they still have nightmares, I think, Embiid with that, uh, you know, with that little jump shot there in the corner as he's uh, falling away, Kawhi. So, exactly. So, I like Toronto here. I think they are. That's the one upset on the board that we need to be focusing on. Joe, I think the market has that sentiment as well. When you look at Philadelphia in the Eastern Conference, they're now plus 600. It's the longest price we've seen on the Sixers really all season long yep. in the second half, especially since the blockbuster trade that brought James Harden to Philadelphia. And then let the odds tell you something at times. Even if you don't agree with them, they do paint a picture of what we can expect because, again, seven games is the shortest price in the series total games market at plus 190. Six nope. games is only five cents of difference at plus 195. That should tell you right there, this is going to be yep. a competitive series. And notice the games up in the Great White North in Toronto. As Joe laid out right there, based on vaccination mandates, Matisse Thybul cannot go play for the Philadelphia 76ers. He's a key component of what Philly wants to do defensively against those large athletic wings of Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam for Toronto on the other side. And in the season series between these two in the regular season, Toronto won three of the four games, covered in all four of the games, booked as an underdog. And where do the Raptors find themselves for game number one on Saturday in Philly? As a four-point underdog. Toronto this year as a dog, 19 15 and one against the spread in what might be even more impressive Toronto winning outright in 16 of those 19 covers when booked as an underdog so in the east Joe if that four five matchup with Philly the four seed Toronto the five seed might be an upset brewing that's not going to be the case it seems in the three six series with the Milwaukee Bucks the reigning NBA champ that's number three seed in the east in a team they have dominated all season long, the sixth seed, the Chicago Bulls. Look at that series price, Joe. Minus 1,100 yeah. for the <clears throat> Milwaukee Bucks to win this series. Look at the series spread. The Bucks are laying two and a half. And if you want that juice, it is minus 170 on a two and a half game mm. series spread. That should express thorough domination in an easy opening round series for the Milwaukee Bucks this time around in the postseason over the Bulls. So uh, you got to ask yourself, all right, is there a game that we think the Bulls can eke out here? And if it happens, is it going to happen in Chicago more likely? Uh, because that's literally the only way to make any money in this series. Figure out which game you like the Bulls to come out swinging and win and back them on the money line, and then the rest is going to be horrific. It's going to be a car crash. Now, Milwaukee, uh, I watched what Milwaukee did to Miami last year, guys, in that opening round. It was not pretty, and I think that Miami team uh, is certainly better than what we've gotten from this bull squad here, and I do think they, uh, they mean business, and I think they are starting uh, to kick it into another gear. They have another gear. Uh, and Chicago has been mired in less than mediocrity now for the last month and a half of the season. That doesn't bring any confidence. I think the Bucks have their way, but there might be an opportunity or two to, uh, to back the Bulls at a ridiculous number live in-game in this one where you can make a few bucks off of them. Uh, but it's it's bucks or nothing here for me in this series. 
You saw the seven games there in the series total games market. It's plus 390. That's actually the longest odds as compared to a lot of the more competitive opening round series we have. The shortest is five games at plus 165. If you want that five games in the series correct score market, Milwaukee to win in five, given how heavily favored they are at minus 1100 in the series price straight up itself, Milwaukee to win in five is plus 170. It's only five cents of difference, but it's five more cents in your pocket as opposed to the FanDuel Sportsbook. Milwaukee has dominated Chicago this year. They won in all four games, yep. covering in the final three, all booked as a favorite. The reason Chicago is priced where they are in this series is because the Bulls are 0-19, a winless 0-19 straight up against the top three teams in either conference this year. And if you want single-game profitability on Chicago, it better come at home, and it better come booked as mm -hmm. a favorite, which I'm not sure it will. The best cover percentage in the ATS record at 21-9 and nine against the spread as a home favorite for the Bulls this year inside the United Center. But as an underdog, 11-23 and 23 against the number. And they will be an underdog of 9.5 points in the opener in the Pfizer Forum <laughs> in Milwaukee on <laughs> Sunday evening. A bleak picture, Joe, to say the least for yeah. the Chicago Bulls. But now let's flip it over to the Western Conference. The 3-6 matchup in the West, the Golden State Warriors as the number three seed and as that number six seed, the Denver Nuggets, who actually took three of the four games in the regular season series, the first two winning outright as an underdog for the Nugs as the Golden State Warriors, but the Warriors here priced as the pretty staunch favorite in this opening round series against the Denver Nuggets. Minus 250 on the series price straight up. Minus one and a half in the games in terms of that series spread. And it's only minus 105 if you want to lay the juice with the Warriors for them to at least win in six games or less. Yeah, so we know what the deficiencies are for the Denver Nuggets, right? They've got zero bench. They've got zero depth. Uh, this is going to have to be a Herculean effort by Doncic, yeah. uh, if they're uh, not Doncic, uh, Jokic, if uh, if they are yeah. going to have a shot in this one. Uh, and again, you know, the health of the Golden State Warriors, too, guys. You got to look at this. We've seen long stretches this year. No Draymond, long stretches without staff. I mean, hell, Clay Thompson has been the most reliable guy on this roster here. For by, by the time he made it, uh, you know, we, we know what to expect here. But if they are at full strength, it's just too much. Uh, Golden State has uh, too much here, and they will. And I think because of that depth, because I think, uh, you know, you're going to, the Joker's going to get worn down. Uh, so even if they were to get past here, who are they going to beat? I mean, you're going to have to expect this guy to go 35, 40 points a game. He's going to have to play 40-plus minutes. It's it's a mess. I mean, if, if Murray or Porter were coming back, that's one thing, but that ain't happening. And unfortunately, I think it's too much Golden State uh, for the Denver Nuggets. So that's the only way I could look. But I do think they'll get a win or two in this game, the uh, Denver Nuggets in the series. Because Nikola Jokic, who is going to probably be a two-time reigning NBA MVP, can win you at least one or two games by himself. And exactly. we see that reflected in the series market as well for the total game. Seven is the shortest at plus 200. But for this series to end in five games, six games, and seven games, all within 20 cents of each other. So we expect some competition. When exactly does it end? 
we shall find out. In terms of the health of the Golden State Warriors and Stephen Curry, who missed the final 12 games of the regular season for the Dubs, he is expected to return to practice this week in a full capacity. So we await the health of the chef to see exactly what Golden State can do, the second best price to win the West at plus 400. Speaking of health, an MRI on Luka Doncic for the Mavericks confirmed a calf strain. His timetable is uncertain right, right now. Not sure if he'll be back for the opening game of their opening round series against the Utah Jazz. And Joe, I think because of that, you see it in the series price. The Jazz minus 290 to win this series against the Mavericks. If Luka was fully there, fully available, and fully healthy, I would take the Mavericks to win this series in five games because I do not believe in Utah. Joe Ranieri joining us each and every Wednesday all across the grid this weekend as well. Joe, as always, thank you for your time. More TMA up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after on SportsGrid on this Wednesday all across the Spiz Grizz Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. The home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. I am Ben Stevens. So again, we quickly look back on last night in Brooklyn. The Nets holding on to knock off the Cleveland Cavaliers 115-108. Not covering as a nine and a half point home favorite they have not been great as a home favorite this year just 527 in one against the number not great is way too nice of me to say in fact that is abysmal and the worst cover percentage in the nba by a large margin as a home favorite but really when it comes down to the brass the nets win they advance out of the eastern conference play-in tournament clinching that number seven seed in the eastern conference playoffs so the Brooklyn Nets will open up in the first round against the Boston Celtics the number two seed in the east and the series price is already up for Boston and Brooklyn in fact it is the shortest series price we have on the playoff board right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook the Celtics are favored but just slightly in that series price straight up at minus 142 for the Boston Celtics right now. And as we look at the series spread, it's also in favor of Boston laying a game and a half. But notice the juice. The juice in a series spread price tells you all you need to know about what the book expects based on a competition standpoint. The Celtics are laying a game and a half, but it's plus 154 if you want to back them as the favorites on that series spread so what does that tell us the book expects this game or this series I should say to go at least seven games and maybe it's going to be very competitive in that winner take all seventh game that Boston doesn't necessarily hold the clearest edge and we'll get to that idea in just a moment as we look at the series total games as you saw right there seven is the shortest at plus 170 in fact at plus 170 for the Boston and Brooklyn series to go seven games that is the shortest price of any of the playoff series we have right now to reach a seventh game at plus 170 currently on the FanDuel Sportsbook so we know that this is going to be a competitive series although the Celtics are favored to win and when you look at six total games that's plus 
180. So plus 170 for the Celtics and the Nets to go to seven games, plus 180 for this to go to six games. It's a dollar difference for six games at plus 180 from five games at plus 280 in the series total games market. Again, a dollar of difference. Let the odds tell you something here. This series, at least the FanDuel Sportsbook expects to go to six. Who wins? Well, there's not a series correct score market out right now. But again, Boston, a slight favorite in that series price straight up at minus 142. It is the shortest price in the shortest spread we have seen for a series number so far on the FanDuel Sportsbook. But this is what we expected for the Brooklyn Nets to be in this spot some way, somehow in the Eastern Conference postseason with an opportunity to advance. The Brooklyn Nets have the second best price now in the Eastern Conference odds at plus 290, actually getting shorter by 40 cents based on the outcome and the victory last night over the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Bucks are still the favorites at plus 230. The Brooklyn Nets entered last night's play-in tournament game at plus 330, now plus 290, moving back that price on the Miami Heat, as you see there, to plus 440 in the price on the Boston Celtics as well. The fourth best number at plus 480. The Sixers, 6-1, six to one, and then, as you can see, a substantial drop-off to the Toronto Raptors, who are now booked at 30-1 to one to win the Eastern Conference. The Game 1 line for Saturday in Boston is also out. Inside TD Garden, what a welcome Kyrie Irving, who had 34 points last night for the Nets, shall receive. The Boston Celtics open as a four-point game one favorite. The Nets haven't been booked as a dog in 11 straight games. But the Brooklyn Nets, as a road underdog this year, very, very good against the spread. 10-6-1 ATS as a road underdog this year, winning outright in seven of those 10 covers. But this is not to overlook the Boston Celtics, who ended the regular season as one of, if not the, hottest team in all of the association. 15 wins in their last 19 games, covering in seven of their last nine. To help us break down this series even further and to look back last night at the play-in tournament game in Brooklyn, it is Matt Brooks joining the morning after here on a Wednesday. Matt Brooks covering the Brooklyn Nets for Nets Daily and an NBA reporter for basketballnews.com as well. Matt, thank you for joining us here bright and early on a Wednesday morning on the morning after after last night inside the Barclays Center. Thanks for being here. Hey, it's good to be back. So as we look back on last night, first and foremost, a win for the Brooklyn Nets at home. It got a little dicey there in the fourth quarter, but the Nets hold on for a victory. What impressed you most out of the effort from Brooklyn last night to get the win over the Cavs? Yeah, I, mean, I thought there was a lot you could take away from that game. Um, it, it, in large part, it's kind of played out like the last two weeks for the Nets in terms of they start off strong. Uh, they have a little bit of a, a malaise, I guess, in the third quarter, and then they get carried home by Kevin Durant. That's kind of been their, I mean, just Kevin Durant's been their saving grace this entire year. Um, so in terms of how it played out, I thought that theme-wise it was the same. Now, I thought they did a lot of interesting things in terms of they were faced by a zone defense for a lot of the first quarter uh, by the Cavaliers. That's something that they've had a little bit of trouble with. And schematically, they were able to figure out different ways to beat that. They used Kyrie and KD off ball a lot more and actually had Bruce Brown initiate a lot of their offense. For me, I watched that and I said, hmm, it kind of looks like they're demying things out a little bit. 
for when Ben Simmons mm. returns, if that does happen. So um, it, it looks like, A, they are trying different things and, you know, maybe busting out a couple playoff counters uh, a little bit early here. But B, I think they're preparing for Ben Simmons to come back. That was my takeaway last night. And we saw Ben Simmons on the sideline on the bench in a wonderful green fit getting ready <laughs> for the Boston Celtics series. Matt, what's the latest update on Ben Simmons' status and when he might return, if at all, for this opening round series against the Celtics? Yeah, um, I, I, you know, I think game three is being thrown around a lot. Uh, that would be a home game uh, in, in Brooklyn. So that's, that's the game that seems to be thrown out. We'll see if he gets there. I mean, there's hurdles that he needs to clear. Uh, he needs to, sounds like he hasn't done any, um, you know, like five on five or anything like that. He's just, he's just been getting in some basic workouts. But um, if he does get there, that seems like the target date for them. Um, and, and that'll be a big addition, um, you know, just I, I think that's their ninth man they'll or not the, he'll obviously be higher than the ninth man but that'll even out their rotation a little bit they gave some minutes to rookie Kessler Edwards yesterday who looked uh a little bit like a fish out of water so I think that's the <laughs> obvious guy that you're gonna throw in there and, and that's gonna complete their rotation when you look back at last night as well a big game from Bruce Brown a substantial game from Andre Drummond and Nick Claxton off the bench as well. Who do you see as the biggest X factor for the Nets now approaching the Eastern Conference playoffs? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I Part of me wants to say Seth Curry because of the ankle injury. Um, yeah, he, he, if, if he, if he can, if he can just stay healthy, that's a huge factor for them. Um, just another guy that can create for himself a little bit because it takes the burden a little bit off of K, uh, Kyrie and KD. I like that you mentioned Claxton. Um, they're going to be series where he's really integral. Um, this upcoming series against Boston, I think he could be a really big factor for them. Um, you know, the Celtics are going to sit there and try to hunt certain guys on defense. And if the Nets can throw Nick at, at let's say, Tatum or somebody like that as, as much as humanly possible, um, that's, that's a big factor for them. So I, I like that you brought up Nick, Nick Claxton. So, Matt, you saw the line yesterday work in favor of the Brooklyn Nets. It ended at nine and a half points. They opened up in that first quarter, scoring a 40-piece, and it seemed like this was going to be a dominant Nets performance to say, hey, this is a statement now that we're here in the postseason to let you know we are one of the favorites to win the East, and then they slowed down a little bit. Does that strong start but slow finish concern you, concern you at, uh, at all for the Brooklyn Nets now getting ready for this series against the Celtics? Um, I think it's more of like a, a, just a certain macro issues, like defensively, they just, it just really fluctuates a lot, the, the effort that you're getting. Um, and then I, I think the offense can bog down a little bit at times there, there are, I thought they did a better job of, of dealing with this last night, but there is always a little bit of your turn, my turn with Kyrie and KD that you just didn't have when you had Harden running the offense because Harden is such a. I mean, even this year, like, I know he's taken a step back. I think that's fair to say. But even this year, Harden was able to organize the offense in a way and, and set those guys up so you don't have to worry about, hey, uh, we need to get Kyrie his shots. We need to get KD his shots. Um, so I, I think that's always going to be a little bit of a concern. But, again, they did a better job with that last night, uh, and we'll see if that's a big issue going forward. So it's just it's more of like an attention to detail thing that I think concerns me a little bit. And then also just the idea that, hey, they don't have this like ridiculous top-end talent to coast off of where they obviously had that last year. You have that big three. That's going to give you a lot of right. leeway. Um, now you need to be a little bit more 
fine-tuned on certain things. And you can't just bank off, hey, we're going to be the most talented team playing. So as we get ready for this opening round series against the Celtics, of course, the drama and the storylines will be a part of it. But as you approach Boston here, Matt, one of the best teams down the home stretch of this NBA regular season, what's the scout like for the Brooklyn Nets facing off against the Seas? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be a great matchup for sure. Um, you know, the, the Celtics have just been humming. Their defenses look great. I think, you know, it's funny. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if, if anybody saw this, but Bruce Brown uh, had that quote last night, and it was it, it kind of riled yeah. up Kevin Durant a little bit, uh, <laughs> saying, hey, we're since they don't have Robert Williams, we're going to sit there and we're going to attack uh, Daniel Tyson. And Al Horford, you uh, just said it out right in the presser. And I think that's probably the exploit. Um, you're going to try to attack that double big lineup and get to the rim and, and just generally see if you can get those guys out on switches if, if the Celtics, of course, switch those matchups. Um, I think that's probably your main exploit. You're going to look to attack that. Uh, that Robert Williams loss is big. I mean, it's it's he's a yeah. defensive player of the year candidate. So if you can attack that, I think that's going to be your main avenue, especially initially. So, Matt, now that we are here in the Eastern Conference playoffs, the Nets as the number seven seed, but the second best price to win the Eastern Conference. This has been the point all year for Brooklyn. How do you evaluate this Nets team now getting ready to take that next step into the official playoffs? Oh, that's just, that's such a hard question. It's so weird because, you know, I've watched this team all year and, uh, I've really only gotten seven games to figure out who they are. <laughs> I guess eight after last night. I mean, that, that this is the first time they fully had their group together. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you have to look at any team with Kevin Durant as a favorite to come out of the conference. Um, I, you know, I, I actually, I kind of like the Raptors a little bit uh, just because they have this weird home court advantage with uh, the vaccine mandate there. So they're, they're kind of a sleeper for me. I, I still think Milwaukee is the team to beat. Um, that's just always been a bad matchup for a lot of teams with the Nets, especially. Um, but I, I think that's, I think that's fair. Um, I we'll, we'll learn a lot about the Nets in this upcoming series. And I think that's where we'll really be able to figure out who these guys are. Game one on Saturday in Boston, inside TD Garden. Matt Brooks covering the Nets for Nets Daily and an NBA reporter for basketballnews.com as well. Matt, thank you so much for your time here on the morning after. Appreciate it. Thank you. We round out our number one about those Brooklyn Nets up next here on The Grid. Stay with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Rounding out our number one of the morning after on this Wednesday, right here on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Spiz Grizz Network. I am Ben Stevens. A lot of focus on the play in tournament action in the NBA in this opening hour. And two teams, one in the West, the Minnesota Timberwolves, clinching that number seven seed. They get an opening round series against the Memphis Grizzlies. And in the East, 
last night inside the Barclays Center. It was the Brooklyn Nets dispatching of the Cleveland Cavaliers to earn that seventh spot in the Eastern Conference playoffs in an opening round series matchup against the number two seed, the Boston Celtics. The Nets have the second best price to win the Eastern Conference. The Nets have been one of the favorites to win the East and the NBA championship all year long. Now officially into the postseason, what do the Nets' outlook actually look like? We find out from you in Fade the Public. So how far are the Nets going in this postseason? Will it be a first-round exit, a conference semis finals, a conference finals appearance, or maybe even reaching it to the NBA finals with an opportunity to win the Larry O'Brien Trophy and cut down the Nets as an NBA champion. Not a lot of faith in the Brooklyn Nets, according to the public this morning, of this ongoing and active poll at SportsGrid TV on Twitter. A good majority, near 46-47%, saying the Nets are getting bounced by the Celtics in this first round. A first-round exit. Well, if you look at the series price right now, the Celtics are favored to do just that, but favored just slightly. Boston minus 142 on that series price straight up. The Nets plus 120. It is the shortest distinction and the shortest prices both ways in terms of the playoff series we have for the first round right now in the NBA on the FanDuel Sportsbook. We come back for our number two, a check-in on the Major League Baseball season is up next. Stay with us here on The Grid.